today on Doomed! Oh no, Taylor Lorenz has once again done journalism, ladies and gentlemen. On the show today, I will be talking with Taylor Lorenz herself about the libs of TikTok Twitter account that's been going viral for months, basically spreading uh, anti-LGBT rhetoric, attacking teachers, getting them fired, and even attacking young LGBT kids themselves. Let's go right to the show. Let's pull Taylor up on the feed. And here we go. Joining me now, she is a reporter with the Washington Post, Taylor Lorenz. Taylor, thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. Thanks for having me. This is oh, fun. Oh no, thank you. I'm I'm pumped because uh, yeah, you know, I reached out to you. It was a slow week, and I was like, yeah, maybe we could find something to talk about today, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so so uh, you know, you uh, published in the Washington Post a piece that looks at the person. Uh, the previously anonymous individual behind the libs of TikTok account. Can you tell me a little bit about how you um, came about uh, writing this piece and, and finding out who was behind this account? Yeah, well, so my whole job is I cover online culture, tech culture, internet culture, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that entails writing a lot about influencers online. Um, I would argue, you know, libs of TikTok is one of the one of the biggest ones that's emerged. Um, it got on my radar last summer um, because Joe Rogan had shouted it out a couple times in August. He shouted it out again in September. Um, and so it started to pop off and I started to kind of watch its influence grow in the right wing media ecosystem. Um, like big, bigger and bigger people were tweeting it. All of these lawmakers started paying attention to it. Um, and then in January earlier this year, it really leaned hard into this like groomer discourse online. So it was on my radar. Um, I really started looking to it in earnest last month when the owner of the account basically did this whole right wing media tour. They went on Tucker, um, went on, you know, gave this tell all interview to the New York Post and others, but always anonymously. Um, and I had also heard that the account got, um, you know, had gotten funding. So I was just kind of interested in it. Like, I, I think as we look at these big influencers online, it's really important to understand who's behind them. I mean, we, we for all we knew, it could have been like a foreign actor, right? So, um, so I, yeah, I started to look into it and then um, worked with a researcher. There was people, I mean, I, journalism never happens in a vacuum. It's not like I was the only person paying attention to it. So others had been looking into it. There was rumors of it being this woman online. Um, and this um, fantastic researcher it, uh, had also kind of started to look into it too. So yeah, I, I, I relied on some stuff from him and then just kind of also did some old school reporting. His name is Travis Brown. Um, and he, he had done a big catalog of the account of like the account's history, um, but it wasn't that hard to find her. I mean, she registered um, her website under her full name. So. Right. Right. I mean, the interesting thing is well, the, the researcher you spoke about, um, he, he basically because people don't maybe not realize this, but, you know, your Twitter account, while you can change the handle, it is actually attached to a non changeable set of, of numbers, like a unique ID that Twitter gives to your account. And with this unique ID, this researcher was was basically able to, like, go back through the Internet archives well, and and, and connect, yeah. yeah, connect all the old like uh, usernames that they used. 
It happened. A, it, it, yeah. So he so it's a little bit it was a little bit one more step removed. It's not like anybody could have gone to the Internet Archive and done this. Um, it's actually a project that he's been working on, which is archiving huge data sets of tweets. So he's they've I think they've archived like one percent of all tweets on the platform ever. And within that data set, um, he was able to find yeah the account because it had cycled through many usernames. Uh -huh. This is how little Nas X. Remember his Nicki Minaj stan account was exposed from the same the same way. He oh, just really? That was? Okay. Changed his Nicki Minaj stan account to Lil Nas X, but that unique ID is always the same. So if you're going to start a new, you know, parody account, definitely uh, maybe make a new handle. I don't know. Or, but... or maybe not, actually. <laughs> maybe not. I mean, especially if you're doxing trans people. <laughs> right. Right. So, you know, I, I want to point out that the most important thing you did is the, you know, the most old school you know, normal type of journalism. And that's what got the, the right wing completely upset with you. Can you, can you, can you go a little bit into what, what horrible act of reporting you did, Taylor? Yeah, well, I know. I mean, the right wing media is not very familiar with journalism, journalistic tactics, I think, um, which I, I did is I was really interested in finding out if this is the woman. Haya Rychak is actually a relatively common name. Um, there's another Instagram influencer with this name. There's multiple people with this name. So I had her phone number. I had called her. She hung up on me after I identified myself as a journalist. I had sort of done everything. I knew it was her, but I wasn't 100% sure. And I think, you know, I wanted to confirm. I looked up her address. Um, it was in Los Angeles. I live in Los Angeles. And so I thought, well, I'll go over and knock on her door. And that's exactly what I did. And, um, you know, that was considered hugely invasive. I, th I think it's very funny. I was a political reporter and, and covered the campaign troll in 2016. And we would knock on doors all day to try and interview people for different things. So, yeah, I, um, I knocked on the door and asked if I could interview uh, the woman who answered, um, she said no. She lied to me, and then she declined to identify herself. Um, but I was pretty sure I was at the right house because I saw a bunch of sort of um, information in that brief interaction that led me to kind of know that I was pretty sure it was her. It actually wasn't until, I mean, it, even actually the night before, uh, it wasn't until Glenn Greenwald tweeted that it was definitely her house that I visited. That was like the final like confirmation that it was her. But because uh, I, yeah, I was like, we go to the right house, and then he tweeted that, and I was like, well, I, there was not a doubt in my mind anymore. So, you know, it's it's so amazing. It's because this people have to understand, like th this stuff was out there, and I don't say this to you know belittle what you did, because no, what you did is the, the main. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the main piece that brings it all together. But like this info was all out there. It was just very sloppy on uh, libs of TikTok account runners uh, part. And, you know, it was all there. I, I had seen it in the days and, and maybe even a week or two before, but I, I couldn't connect it to confirm. You did the legwork, got on the ground, knocked on the door. And then without you doing that, you never get Glenn Greenwald tweeting the confirmation like the it is the integral that you knocked on this person's door for yeah. this report. Yeah. And door knocking is a journalistic tactic. I mean, like it's you'll do anything to really find things out. And it was so important to me 
to confirm this to make sure I had the right person, right? Because other other as you mentioned, this this information, this name had come out online over the weekend, and I knew my story was going up this week, and I just watched other people with that name getting getting like rude comments and har harassed and targeted. Um, unfortunately, that's still happening since my story went up. But um, you know, people are just dumb and they can't understand that multiple people have the same name. Um, but it's been yeah, and I I just wanted to you know make sure it was all good. So. Right. I, I, you know, it's it's important for people to understand, too, that like after your report came out too, then the libs of TikTok account. What's your name again? Chaya. Chaya Rachik. And then Chaya she, she yeah. tweeted a photo of me um, at her door, which was was 10 times more identifying than anything we said in the story. I was actually shocked that she posted that as somebody that thinks so much about my own digital security. I was like, oh my God, her whole street is out there. What is she doing? But right. I, I saw that happen. I saw the, first of all, I saw the Greenwald thing that like minutes after he tweeted. And my first thought was go to the libs of TikTok account, check out to see if they shared that because where is he getting this information from? Because I also want to point out that he was the first person to tweet that you had visited her house before you published anything, which not only means he confirmed it for you, but it means that Glenn Greenwald has a direct line to the person who runs this account or a direct line to someone who directly knows this person and got that information secondhand from them. Uh, either way, Glenn Greenwald is connected to this account that does the most demeaning, horrible harassment to literally they do it to like the, the thing that they do with teachers it usually gets a lot of the attention. But you go back to some of the find some of the deleted tweets. This libs of TikTok account was attacking literal LGBTQ teenagers, like underage teens, going yeah. after them, stealing their videos from TikTok, posting it here, sending all their followers to hate on the person. These are these are young kids that this person who cares so much about children and groomers and grooming attacking these young kids yeah it i mean it's it's shocking and glenn has called himself the godfather of this account that brags about getting gay people fired um it's really disturbing i'm i'm really disturbed just by the level of homophobia that's been normalized online. Um, it's really terrifying and specifically the anti-trans stuff too. Um, I, I mean, I personally would never want to associate myself with any type of account that was doxing and harassing and destroying the livelihood of trans or LGBT people, especially not youth. So, um, it was, it was, shocking to see these big right-wing figures, but also not shocking at all. I mean, and, and this account had had spewed a lot of stuff outside of it, the anti-LGBT stuff. I mean, this account, the the owner claims to have stormed the Capitol on January 6th and was, you know, just declared herself an insurrectionist. Um, so, and had also spread election fraud conspiracies for months. So, you know, that is the type of account that these big right-wing influencers want to align themselves with. Right. Yeah. And that just claimed to be there, literally posted video evidence that they were there. Uh, I mean, I've tweeted it, you know, saying they were on the ground. So, right, right. You know, uh, I was speaking with some people in like LGBTQ media and they were telling me how like, you know, they, they knew that there was a lot of work still to be done 
on trans issues. Like, obviously, you could just see, like, we're, you know, we're not there yet. But what's been sh so shocking to them and, and libs of TikTok is really, for people who don't understand how influential this account is, like, they literally lead the charge. You have Rob, Ron DeSantis's press secretary going on a multi-tweet tirade after your report came out because if you look through her history, there's many times where she was citing the libs of TikTok account for the information that the governor of Florida's office is sending out there. Like, this is an account. That, and also, the libs of TikTok account, I saw, I was looking through some of their tweets, talking about a direct line to the Texas AG office. Um, I came a few, across a few uh, Facebook posts from, like, uh, conservative parents, like, like, activist parents in, like, North Carolina who were literally, like, declaring, like, victory whenever libs of TikTok would run something that they would send to them. Like, this is an account that literally runs the anti-LGBTQ rhetoric that flows through the, uh, you know, through the uh, GOP now. And I'm one of the things people in media were telling me was, like, this is, like, you know, the trans stuff we were, you know, we, we knew we had work to do. But we're now, like, going in reverse on even, like, the most basic, like, gay and, like, lesbian human rights stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's been really terrifying to watch just things slip back. I mean, as a millennial, like I remember when Obama came into office and I remember when, um, you know, gay marriage passed and all these things. And it really felt like we were making progress. But I think what we've seen is the right has really successfully been able to weaponize trans people to kind of dismantle gay rights as a whole. Um, you know, trans people are the most marginalized people. They're the most misunderstood sort of group. And I think that, um, it's they've sort of like, yeah, weaponized that faction to kind of dismantle all of this progress that we've made. And so much of it is driven by this account that it was just shocking. Right. And, and you know, I, I want to bring up the main talking point you see from the right to distract from what this account does. They claim that the account literally just pulls video from TikTok uploads it without comment and lets the words speak for the, the words of the individual they're outing speak for itself. But that's not true. And the most obvious one to me that proves this is not true is a deleted tweet from their account that I, I actually remember seeing it when it was t originally tweeted out in November. And then just today, someone, one of my followers reminded me, Hey, you remember when they said this about the Trevor project? Let me pull up this tweet. So libs of TikTok. Quote tweeted a tweet from the Trevor Project, which was basically just promoting their LGBTQ uh, suicide prevention hotline. Uh, literally just a mode for kids to call up and just get information to know where they can get real life help if they are really feeling like down and depressed and at that point. Or just to hear from someone that like you are, you know, you're valid. Like they don't do much. It's a it's, literally you can call into one of these hotlines to test out what they tell you yourself. They, they, they it's a very important, it's very important work, but like there's only so much they could do. And they call just that little bit of help for the LGBTQ community. They they called it Trevor Project is a grooming organization. It's shocking. It's disgusting, but it's also completely in line with everything this account posts. Um, you know, this is an account that has also said queer people are evil and should be driven from schools and anybody that comes out as gay should not be allowed to teach children. Um, it's 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 not just reposting TikToks. I mean, look, there's tons of like liberal cringe accounts and 
those are those are different, right? Like those are not that those are not what these are. Um, this person is framing specific things. There's tons of stuff that have nothing to do with social. Like they're not sharing anything. They're just sharing their own opinion on something, or they're sharing a news clip, or they're sharing some article, right? That's misleading. Um, so it's it's not it's not that. And the framing that they're putting in the way that they're taking, they're decontextualizing a lot of this stuff. They're stripping it of all nuance, and they're just looking for that like triggering soundbite or short video that can then get you know shoveled onto Fox News. Right, and right. One, of the, one of the things you were attacked for by the right, among the many, was the fact that they considered this to be doxing because you basically had posted her name, which was then able to be connected to you know various parts of her life. I mean, you had to confirm these things. That's another thing, not to go off on a tangent here, but back to why you visited their home. There seems to be this bizarre understanding on the right that you went to the home because because you had the int- – because you even see it. Like how would you like it if I posted your home address? Well, guess what? Which they've done. Which yes, they've done. Which they've done. Right, right. Right. All my family members. Right. Yeah. But like you didn't go to the address with the intent of posting it. That that information was never published online by you whatsoever. You went to the address just to confirm you had the right name. Exactly. And make sure that I made every good faith opportunity to allow her to talk, you know, say she couldn't talk, say I called her and that wasn't her phone number, right? Like, I just want to, you got to, you got to confirm, you got to make sure and follow through on that extra step. And we absolutely did not include any personal info or anything like that in the story. So, and, you know, also it's, there's, there's a level of intent too. I mean, when these right wing people have been doxing me once again, the, the intent is harm. I mean, people on, on forums yesterday were talking about coming to my home and shooting me. I've had people, you know, physically uh, that I've had to worry about sort of in the real world. I'm not, I've knocked on her door very politely, you know, identified myself as a journalist. I kind of actually, the way that the woman who answered the door was holding the phone, I kind of thought that I might be being recorded. So I was like extra polite and I, and I would always be anyway, but, um, yeah, it's just like the intent is not to go there and like harm anyone. It's just to be like, hey, by the way, I'm a journalist. Just wanted to like cross my T's, dot my I's, make sure that I gave you a chance to comment. Right. And, you know, if you wanted to ask me or Taylor a question, anyone on the right, you know our contacts. You know how to reach. I'll be happy to tell you whatever you need. The reason Taylor had to go to their home was because they wouldn't confirm the information that Taylor needed for her report. It's that simple. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, they don't they don't understand or they willingly don't understand. I mean, they, they do, but they're just pretending that they don't so exactly. that the base, the base, you know, runs with the idea that, you know, you're you're trying to do something that you're not. And the funny thing is they accused you of doxing her when just looking past the idea that look at when libs of TikTok po- and you there's screenshots going out there of Ron DeSantis's own press sec- secretary asking the libs of TikTok account, hey, what county does this teacher uh, work in? And the libs of TikTok account doxes where she works, gives her the information publicly right there on Twitter. I mean, they've done so many things like that. They've done so many things like that. I mean, that's what really frustrates me about all this conversation about doxing. Let's talk about the trans and LGBT people and teachers, many of them that make, you know, they're working these really intense jobs in the middle of a pandemic for, you know, forty thousand dollars a year they don't have the resources to defend themselves or move or do anything right and they're being targeted by this account which is a hundred percent way more doxing and identifying than anything you know that we would do in our reporting which was fine so but they, they that word is just lost all meaning i mean it's just weaponized basically by the worst people on the internet um, right 
Yeah, I mean, th- that's that's their new thing. To just, uh, along with doxing, their new thing is to basically redefine all these very basic words. Their favorite one right now is groomer. Everyone's a groomer. Everyone's a pedophile. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's what they do. And the funny thing is, once again, and by funny, I mean horrendous and horrible, is that, once again, they strip all meaning of these words to the point where when there is actual grooming and pedophilia going on, uh, will people believe it? Will it mean anything? Will calling somebody a pedophile or a groomer when they're actually sexually abusing children, will it mean anything anymore? Honestly, it looks like it's not. When even Mickey Mouse is a groomer, I mean, I don't know what else, to, you know, that's that's what they're doing. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. So yeah. let's talk a little bit about um, you know, TikTok in general, because I've noticed uh, that, you know, this account grabs so much from TikTok uh, and TikTok seems to have become this like fire, like this new like focus, like this fire, like it's like a firestorm on either, you know, on, 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 you know, the right, especially because it seems like it has become sort of a, a safe space for like young LGBTQ you know, teens. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a large, maybe Tumblr comes close, but the fact that TikTok is all video content, it just feels like maybe the, the community is more tight knit than like the anonymous, like, you know, photos and text that was shared on Tumblr. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think TikTok elicits this like bond between people because you're watching someone's face. They're often posting from their home. It just feels more intimate than Tumblr and Tumblr is every, I mean, I spent so much time on Tumblr. TikTok is extremely similar to Tumblr. I think it's like kind of Tumblr and YouTube combined. Um, and it's been this, I mean, look, TikTok's like any social platform. It has good and bad, and I've covered the bad extensively. Um, but it is this, this, place where young people can go to kind of express themselves and, and talk about culture and get support and um, and and reach people, right? It's, it's, it's an outlet for them. And so to have an account like this crawling those safe spaces for young people, taking their content out of context and weaponizing it is just really, really toxic. Um, and many of these accounts that they put on blast have like no followers. Like they're just really random niche average people. So right. Right. Do, do you think do you think it's um, it's a little bit weird to me that TikTok and I'm not, you know, when I say weird, I mean, I'm surprised that, a you know, a big, large organization like this would just let this go for so long. The libs of TikTok account, it seems like they're turning this now or have been actually working on doing this for for quite a while, turning this into like a real business, like a brand, an actual official brand, not just like a throwaway, like social it's media like- handle. Libs of TikTok has been registered as a trademark by the Babylon B uh, company. The CEO, uh, you would you would mention this a little bit earlier when you would wrote more about it on on Twitter. You know, the CEO claims that he's paying uh, her now to run Libs of TikTok. Um, you have a former uh, he's a, a, like a lawyer, someone who was once part of the yeah. George W. Bush administration, is like the legal counsel for the uh, for the the official brand name or whatever. Um, what's TikTok thinking here? Not, not uh, at the very least, let's, let's talk like business talk here, not defending their trademark. It seems a bit weird. They're just oh, letting I think this they fly. Will. I, I think they will. I, I was speaking to people internally at TikTok this morning, just questioning them because I know that their legal team has been made aware of it. And I think it's something that they're looking into. I think what's really hard is that it's super politicized, right? Like this account is very politicized and TikTok is very politicized. Um, you know, we saw Trump and a lot of the right wing people wanted, wanted to ban TikTok. They're very anti-TikTok. They're very pro, you know, other things. So I think 
we'll it'll be interesting to see that you know i could also picture a world where they well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens if they defend the brand or not. I, I would imagine, I mean, an, a brand like Apple would no question, right? Or Facebook, but TikTok's in this precarious position where I think if they were to attack this account that's become the darling of the right-wing media, like the, it would it would definitely cause a political firestorm. So we'll right. see. It also seems though like a really easy, simple way to apolitically save uh, a major part of their user base from harassment? I mean, just, I mean, you know, yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. Um, so, you know, do you think, you know, this is what I think. I think, because there's people who brought up the idea that, oh, you, you gave them more attention, they received like 100,000 uh, more followers over the past day or two. I mean, yeah. this account was gonna get those followers any anyway. It doesn't matter how, you know, whether it happened in a day or in a week. The, but what I've noticed is that, uh, A, over the past couple of days, haven't really been doing their usual stick, have they? Uh, the thing, this is the thing I want to say, because I think about those things a lot. I mean, I think about, I, I cover a lot of bad people on the internet and you, you do worry about platforming them or giving, you don't, you don't want to like give them the clout. Um, at this point, like the woman had already been on Tucker and she, they were, they were growing. Like the followers were going to come anyway. I truly believe that, but the scrutiny was not always going to be there. And I think as this account grows, I mean, you saw the tweets that they deleted today. They deleted over a thousand tweets. Um, somebody told some, I don't know if this is true. Somebody told me almost 5,000 total. Um, and I do believe it. They're they're They've been tweeting very differently. I don't know. There's more scrutiny on them now, I think. Right. And also without that, uh, you know, without that uh, protection of an anonymity, uh, they open themselves up to possible legal issues. I mean, now, you know, now they have to be really careful about what they say, who they go after, how they go after them, just like how you and me have to be careful and take, you know, great precaution to make sure that uh, the actual person behind an account, if we're writing some about an anonymous account like you did, is the actual person. You know, we take great care to make sure that, you know, we're not doing any harm. This person didn't really have to worry about that when they were hiding behind an anonymous account. Exactly. There's the scrutiny there. Yeah. Which I think is really important. We need that. We need more scrutiny on, on stuff like that. Um, you shouldn't be able to be bragging about getting, you know, dozens of teachers fired without knowing who, who that is. Like I said, I mean, I just bring it back to the fact that this could have been a foreign actor. This could have been someone we, it's really important to know who these people are that are driving these huge, important political conversations, no matter who it is. If it was a 12 year old, that'd be relevant. You know, we want to know like what's happening and why, and, and what is this person's motivation? All right. So has this has this um, absolutely. First of all, I mean, I think it tells a lot about who's behind this just to understand where they're coming from and why they're doing it. Um, and, you know, knowing that they're a big Trump supporter, I mean, you would think it's obvious, but to have that confirmation, it, it does drive home the point. Right. I mean, it does really tell you where this is coming from. It's not just some like random troll who's just doing it for the lulls, like, you know, people yeah. will claim they have an actual political agenda behind what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah. Do you do, do you would you say that this um you know you you've 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 written a lot of pieces that have uh rightly angered the right people. Would you say this one's the one that uh brought the most or or has it been worse actually? Oh god, I don't know. I was thinking like you know that meme that's like oh shit, here we go again or whatever. <laughs> I feel like that was some of my stories. I'm like, okay, let's dox me again. Sure guys, like you guys have doxed me a 100 times. Um 
this is definitely like one of the bigger ones for sure. I, I did write, you know, I've written a few other ones that have gotten a lot of attention and I covered online extremism. I mean, I, I covered right-wing extremism for all of 2017 as my primary beat. And after Charlottesville, I definitely got a lot too. Um, but this one, I mean, this one hit a nerve, especially. And I think I think the difference, too, is when I was getting this stuff in 2017, the, the mechanisms weren't there. Like, it was slower. Like, Tucker wasn't hopping on things right away. Like, there wasn't, there weren't these, like, this, like, tried and true path. And now it's just become this, like, machine that just, once you're caught in it, like, you're, you know, Jesse Waters is going to be about you. This is going to be, like, it's just, you just check, check, check. You know what's going to happen. Um, and it's all going to happen within 48 hours. So it's that's that's what's been interesting to me, like this time, as opposed to like around this time last year when I got doxxed and harassed, like I'm I'm better prepared for it. But also like they're better prepared to like do these types of things. So that's kind of scary. Right. You know, t- uh, Tim, hey, po- yeah. Tim Poole uh, earlier today tweeted and I wanted to get to something else he, he said. Um, and the Tucker thing from last night. I know we just have a few more minutes, so I'll get to it quickly. Um, sure. Tim, Tim Poole had brought up that you you are the one who started the doxing firestorm. He said he noticed all of a sudden more people were were like posting the private home addresses and information of people online ever since you, as if the doc, you know, the right never doxed anyone before. It all started yesterday. Do you, the, do you not remember Gamergate? Do we, did we not live through Gamergate? Like, hello, what is he, the hell is he talking about? I mean, he just says whatever, two brain cells you know in his brain sort of like come up with i don't think he's i don't know what he's talking about but no i mean the conversation around doxing has been around for quite a long time um especially i mean even just from forums right like you mentioned tumblr earlier one thing that people on 4chan used to do is find these like people on tumblr to target right and harass marginalized people there and dox them i i remember gamergate um it's yeah, this is this is a, a thing. It's actually become more relevant recently because of crypto, um, which is a lot based on anonymity. Katie Natopoulos, you know, revealed the owners of the Board Ape Yacht Club and a lot of people there, you know, that opened up a lot of conversation about doxing. So, yeah, this is not like I didn't like teach everyone a new word this week uh, <laughs> at all. Right. And it's, uh, you, know, you know, the crypto thing and I, I do a crypto uh, show uh, and. It's it was it was really interesting to me to see every time it's still interesting even though I should be used to it by now the the overlap in the crypto people and the right wingers uh, who I people who identify as crypto as their main form of identity online and people who identify as right wingers as their main identity online just come together to defend uh, really people being able to do whatever they want under the guise of, uh, you know, a mask and, and, you know, not knowing who they are, whether it be running a, uh, multi-billion dollar funded corporation or, uh, harassing people, getting people fired, going after kids. Um, both things a-okay if the person, like, like, there's like a right to be anonymous, which there isn't. I mean, you pull it off, good for you. But if someone finds out who you are, you have no right to remain anonymous. I think it's about power, right? And it's about it's about who gets to influence things and who gets to be anonymous, right? Like these trans people are not getting the opportunity to be anonymous. They're getting put on blast and they're getting shoved on Fox News and all of that. Um, yet this these giant accounts are supposed to, like, I mean, if you have a certain amount of political power and influence and, and monetary power and media power, like it's, it's not doxing to know who you are. You know what I mean? Doxing is really a specific thing where it's like, 
you're posting like phone numbers and and really like stuff that's good like you, people can use to really like drive harassment but that second part like the point is to drive harassment this type of stuff it's like we're just telling people like this person's name and like a little bit about them so that they can better contextualize who it is that's doing all of this stuff right right and you know i i went through this piece numerous times to see like all the different claims that these people what was that I said it's very long, so thank you for doing that. No, no, because, you know, on top of reading it and wanting to understand what you were, you know, what you found out and how you confirmed all this, I also, you know, you have, you know, a lot of my tweets on the subject went, you know, got lots of attention. So you have right-wingers uh, also making claims about your piece to me that I'm, like, going back and seeing, oh, I don't think you're right, and I'm looking. And, you know, there is no personal information whatsoever that would be constituted as doxing. Some people will consider a name doxing. I think if you have a very powerful account that is able to literally move policy, move politicians to do something, uh, move the news you know, with what you tweet, then you are a person that's fair game for a name. A name. 100%. Yeah. 100% is all we gave and that she lives in L.A. Right. That's literally what we said. Right. And, you know, Tim Poole made a video uh, calling me a liar. Uh, <laughs> because He's lying about any. I just saw what he was. He was like, you post her home address. It's like that just didn't happen. It right. Just didn't there, happen. Uh, there is and no home the, address there. there. Yeah, And you can't argue with those things because when you argue with these bad faith made up attacks, I mean, I've just noticed this myself personally, you almost make it a matter of debate. And it's like, look, the work stands itself. Go ahead and read the story. And see if anything you think is there. I mean, I think that the, the, the goal of all of those people is um, to just they don't want journalism to exist. Right. They're, they're right. very anti-journalism. And um, I think that's bad overall. Right. Journalism and, has flaws, but yeah. And, and before before you go, I do have to ask you this, though. Um, how is the funding from Germany, by the way? Is, that, is it good funding? Did you get... <laughs> I'm German. I'm like, I'm a half German. And... Um, I, although I actually don't know if I've even revealed that online, but, um, yeah. For people I, who don't know, why don't you tell them what, what, where that comes from? So last night, and I haven't seen it. I was actually out with friends last night when all this Tucker stuff was happening and I was like trying to watch my phone. I think Tucker was saying because Travis Brown, who's one of the researchers who helped, um, archive a lot of her old content was like germ or like he works for this like nonprofit that got funding but he it kind of didn't I, there was he like lives in germany maybe and it's, there was some like german connection and so tucker was like oh it's a deep state operation and you know taylor's funded by the german government i didn't really understand his logic because it was like true galaxy brain shit i was like also the internet archive is american we know that right like you know that the internet archive is like based in san francisco like you can go there um yeah, but no, there's no conspiracy. I cover influencers and this is a huge influencer. That's why I, I, no one like planted the story. I literally was like, I've been looking into this for weeks. There's actually me two weeks ago. You can, you, people don't believe me. Go listen to the Daily Beast podcast that I went on where I talked about the fact that I was reporting this story. I was like, I'm working on this story. I want to find out stuff about this woman because I'm always very open with what I'm working on. Like, because I want to make sure that I'm included. Like, I want to hear from people basically. So I was like, yeah, I'm looking into this account. Right. And I did this account and I right. did publish it out. So it's like, guys. Oh, so what you're saying, Taylor, is that the German government's been funding you for your entire career. Germany's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I have relatives from there. So uh, uh, what, one last thing to, to put a cap on this and then I'll let you go. Um, 
do what what do you think is the next um you know the next thing going that's going to happen here do you think um they're just going to get back to tweeting more carefully they're going to do like a babylon b account like funded like a you know branded account um you know what do you think their next move is based on you know your, what you were able to to uncover and how that moves them to change up how they do what they I do they seem to be very focused on covering uh, collecting emails. So they had a service with, they had an account with Review, which is Twitter's newsletter platform. Now they've launched on Substack. That's notable because in the political world, emails are incredibly valuable. Um, that's basically like big email lists you can send, sell, sell to different campaigns, for instance. You know that your audience is susceptible to these things. Right. So I think that's a that's very notable thing that they're doing. Um so, you know, we'll see. They, the owner has also talked about how she wants everyone to run for school boards and, and have this political influence. I don't think it's going to go away. I think it might, the content might hopefully um, be under more scrutiny. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, they've already violated Twitter guidelines multiple times. Um, I could see a world where they violate it again and eventually get shut down. We don't know. But they're definitely not going away. I mean, this account is not, it was always growing in prominence. It's not like my story blew up. I mean, Joe Rogan has 20, you know, millions and millions more listeners or audience than I have. And he's been like hyping this account many times. Like, it's not like I'm, you know, the one that introduced it to the world. Have you thought about launching the Taylor Lorenz experience? Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know if people want to be part of that. <laughs> I do have my meme account. I have Taylor Lorenz 3.0. It's like I just post like funny photos. That's the that's the most uh, influencer thing I'll probably ever do. <laughs> and you also have uh, probably the the most active like uh, journalist TikTok account I've ever seen. Uh, it's the only. Oh my God, I know. We're really I... dropping the ball on there. I don't even really use. We're really dropping the ball. Journalists really missing out on the TikTok uh, experience. I'm on everything. The only thing I haven't done is YouTube. Um, but I, yeah, actually yesterday and today have been so crazy and I've been dealing with so much stuff. I haven't made a TikTok about this, this whole story yet. So that's, that's on my list for today or tomorrow. Oh, there but. we go. I look forward to seeing it. Um, <laughs> Taylor, where can people find you online and what, can you tell us what you're working on next? Can you give us a hint or anything like that? Yeah. Um, you can find me literally anywhere. I'm Taylor Lorenz on like every platform. Um, I'm, I'm going to write, I want to write a story on cringe. I think that's going to be my next story. I'm, I'm, I think like cringe is having a comeback and I don't know, I'm going to write about cringe accounts. So for a second, I thought you were telling me about a brand new app called cringe. I no. was like, Oh shit, I gotta. <laughs> no, I like balance. I, I like to do, I mean, I love news, but I like also to do these like weird conceptual stories. And after I do a big news story, I always try and do like a couple kind of chiller, more conceptual ones where, you know, hopefully people won't try and dox me over my um, thoughts about cringe content, but you never know. There's so. nothing I love more than covering the right wing grift, especially <laughs> when it's like cringy, like this libs of TikTok account is. So Taylor, thank you so much for taking the time and coming on the stream and talking with me and telling me all about it today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Have a great night. Bye. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there's much more show. In fact, I'm going to open the phone lines. You'll be able to call in to the show. Uh, you can open up Skype, and uh, I will give you the Skype number, which is just Doomed Live. Search Doomed Live, and you'll be able to call into the account. I'll open up the uh, call-in Skype account in just one second. But before we do that, let's just thank the uh, patrons really quick 
for joining, uh, for supporting, I should say, for joining the Patreon and uh, supporting this show. Without you patrons, none of what I do is possible. We got Charles Z, Sharky Xmas, Nathan G, Carlos, RM, and Andrew S. Thank you so much for supporting the show and becoming patrons since the last episode. That's patreon.com slash mattbinder to support this show. Keep the content flowing, folks. Also, if you have a um, Amazon Prime account, I multi-stream on Twitch. I'm on Twitch right now while I'm on YouTube. Twitch.tv slash mattbinder. If you have an Amazon Prime account, at attach it to your Twitch account, and you get a free Twitch Prime subscription to give to your favorite um, Twitch streamer every month. Maybe that's me. I hope it's me. Just, again, twitch.tv slash mattbinder. Subscribe via your Twitch Prime. And it's basically like uh, extracting money out of Jeff Bezos' pocket and inserting it into my wallet. You become Robin Hood. And I want to thank some of the people who've done that over the past uh, week. Speculum Flight with a resubscription. They've been a uh, Prime subscriber for four months. Proto Addict. D. Berghart. Nanomag. Rebel Without a Cause. They've been subscribed for five months in a row. Niles TV. Dom 3L. Thank you all so much. An Amused Mob. Love the show, Amused Mob says. Thank you so much. Really appreciate your support. Uh, doomedcast.com for the podcast version of the show. Uh, scameconomy.com to check out the crypto show I also do. There'll be a new episode tomorrow where I've compiled a bunch of amazing phone calls from listeners who called me to tell me about their dating app crypto scams that have targeted them. Uh, really interesting stuff. Check that out. It'll go up tomorrow night, scameconomy.com, and I'll be doing a live stream after the uh, the episode two to take your crypto-related calls to hear all about your crypto scams and other crypto-related topics. But today, phone lines are open to talk about whatever you want, politics usually, right-wing media, the libs of TikTok account, ethics in journalism, ladies and gentlemen. Um, let's do it. Uh, oh, also drop a super chat, youtube.com slash Matt Binder. I will read your super chats. Give me just one second and uh, stay right there. Uh, if you're listening to the freebie podcast, this is where I say goodbye to you. If you're watching live or you are a patron, stay right there. Give me literally like a minute to open up the phone lines and then I'll be right back to take your comments, calls and more. See you in just a moment. And everybody else, see you all next time on Doomed.